Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for the gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. You know, there are some events that just stick in your mind forever, don't they? Perhaps it is the first date that you had with your spouse. Or maybe your high school graduation. Or buying your first car. Maybe it's getting married. For me, there's a few things that, that, that stick out in my mind uh, that I, I'll, I'll never forget. One of them is when Michigan lost to Appalachian State. <laughs> September 1st, 2007 to be exact. <laughs> but there's something more important. A date that I will never forget. February 12th, 2007. It's the date that my son Owen was born. I remember, just like it was yesterday, it was cold outside in February. I don't know if anybody told you this about Ohio, but it gets cold and icy in February. And it was a cold, icy day. There was a, a snow and an ice storm outside of the hospital. But inside was nice and, and, and warm. And a few things that I remember about that day that I'm allowed to share with you is that I almost missed the whole event because I was at Subway. How many of you have ever been to the Subway at Mount Carmel East? Have you ever been there? Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, right? The Subway's there. And I was told... Uh, 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 to, to, to go and to uh, uh, take my, my father-in-law with me and um, uh, to go down there and to eat because, quote, it'll be a while. <laughs> and this was back before we had smartphones, right? So I had a cell phone, but I had it turned off. And, and uh, uh, well, apparently we got to talking and got back up to the maternity ward and the, the, checked back in and the nurse goes, oh my goodness, where have you been? We've been paging you. Oh, I didn't know. I remember the first time seeing his cute little face and thinking, oh my goodness, somebody has made a mistake giving me this child. And the second thing that really stuck in my mind or sticks in my mind today is somebody should really send instructions with those things. <laughs> Have you ever had that that very first night when that baby comes home and you're looking at it and it's looking at you and you realize I have no idea what I'm doing? 
I think of that day, of that time. And how much work it was to take care of a small child. And, 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 and how the, the birth of a child is, is so uh, uh, complex. And then I allow my imagination to wander. And I think about what it would be like to have a child. Not in a beautiful, warm hospital with a subway just down the hallway. But in a barn with critters. Now, don't get me wrong, I like spending my Christmas with critters. How many of you have a critter you'll be spending some time with this Christmas? Yep. My son, Owen, uh, uh, at his school, they have like a little store set up where they can buy Christmas gifts for uh, loved ones, and they earn uh, uh, money by doing their work, and one of the first gifts he got were for his uh, two furry cousins, uh, Sadie and Kylie, and they have doggy antlers they'll be getting tomorrow, little headbands that go on their heads. I'm not quite sure when those were the gifts he picked out before mine. I see where I am on the pecking order. But imagine that you're with critters at the birth of your child because you had no place else to go. That's where Mary and Joseph found themselves that first Christmas. Mary and Joseph had joined thousands of others journeying to their hometowns to register for the census. If you remember, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how uh, uh, everyone had to travel to their ancestral hometown to register in the Roman census so the Romans uh, could do a better job at taxing them. Everybody wants to pick up their lives and travel so that they can be taxed more. Woohoo! And Joseph took Mary with him on that journey that would have taken several days, maybe even a week, especially with Mary, who was so heavily pregnant. But Joseph probably wanted Mary with him during this time because uh, often during the Roman uh, censuses, uh, violence would break out. Because people would be angry about having to go and to travel and to pick up their lives so the Romans could tax them. And so Joseph, maybe he wanted Mary to be close to him so he could protect her and the child that she carried. And so they travel from Bethlehem or from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Now, when we think of Mary and, 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 and Joseph going to Bethlehem, at least in my mind, I always sort of think of those Rankin and Bass TV specials with the little puppets. And there's a gazillion of them, right? One of my favorites is the one with the angry innkeeper who's like, you can't stay here. Get out of my sight. Did any of you ever get to play the angry innkeeper in your church's Christmas play? 
next to being a shepherd, because you got the stick you could hit people with, it was one of the best parts, right? It was a coveted part. But if we really read the uh, scriptures closely, what we find is that it wasn't so much uh, an, uh, an innkeeper that uh, uh, forced Mary and Joseph to, to spend that first Christmas with the critters. Uh, uh, if, if we really read the text closely, what we find is that what Luke is telling us is that there wasn't any room in the guest room. Uh, the, the, the Greek word we, we translate often as in, especially in, in, in things like the King James Version, is actually better translated as a guest room. Uh, archaeologists tell us that uh, first century homes in, in Palestine were uh, often small kind of two-level deals, and uh, often on the first level there would be a, a, a place where the family's animals would live because they were expensive. So uh, rather than Mary and Joseph uh, spending time in a stable far away, think of them more as spending that first Christmas in the family's garage. Because the house that they were going to stay in was more than likely the, the house of a relative of Joseph, and it would have been full of other relatives. And with, with, with Mary being so close to her delivery date, it was probably better for her to go and to have some privacy with the animals than it would be to be crowded into the guest room with all of the aunts and the uncles and the cousins. And maybe some of us are experiencing that already this Christmas season. The spot that uh, traditionally is said to be where Jesus was born is marked by uh, was known as the Church of the, of the Nativity, which is one of the oldest Christian churches in the world. And what we find is that the house that Mary and, and, and Joseph uh, uh, went to was actually built in front of a little grotto or, or cave, which was uh, apparently a, a common thing uh, for uh, the, the Jews living in the area around Bethlehem to do would be to build their house up against a hill and then to use the, uh, a little uh, shallow cave as a, a, a space for their animals. And so Jesus was more than likely in, in kind of a, a, a shallow cave underneath the family house with the animals. And that's the first thing that Jesus would have seen. The face of his mother, of his loving father, of the shepherds who came to see him, and the animals. When I think of this scene, I always think of the words, no vacancy. There was no room for Jesus in the nice guest quarters with everybody else. Yet that didn't stop Jesus from coming. Jesus came in the most humble of circumstances. When I think of the Christmas season, I ponder, do I have room for Jesus this Christmas.
Is there room in my heart for Jesus? You know, it's a cliche this time of year for pastors to ask this question, isn't it? Do you have room for Jesus in your life? But it's a legitimate question. Do you? Do you have room for Jesus in your life? Do you have space? Are you willing to, to change some things that you are doing, some things that you hold dear in order to allow Jesus and his teachings to take root in your life? Are you willing to make room for Jesus and his love and his teaching to transform your relationships, your actions, the way you love and treat others. My friends, this Christmas, let us ask ourselves the question, do we have room for Jesus? Is there a vacancy in our heart? Is there a place for Christ? Let us pray. Dear God, I desire more of you. Please help me make room for you in my life. Help me to know that when I call, you will answer. Convict me when I need to make more time for you and be more obedient to you. Help me graciously receive your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.